0: We'll
1: If you've got it and you to sign up again and commit to that, that would be great. Next week make this statement. So we need to. Those good classes. We won't form uh, the church on Sunday, June the 6th. There will be a, a meal lunch following the worship service that morning, a church wide meal. It will be an honor of Brother Chris and his family for 20 years of service. Uh, so mark your calendars, more details to come in the coming days. But uh, say the day Thank <laughs>
2: Just so stay with me. We can you I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus. The- Oopsie. Exactly. we
1: It was once a strong word, an ominous and serious word. It described a central point in every human being's life life, plan and lifestyle. But that word, he said, went away. It has almost disappeared, this word. Reconnecting with that power and that person of the Trinity. And then we talked about reclaiming our children Mother's Day last week. And next week we're going to talk about revitalizing the family and what that means in particular. in verse 26, Hebrews 10, for if we go on sinning deliberately, after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a fearful expectation than a judgment, and a fury a fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who sets a By the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God, and has profaned the blood of the covenant, by which he is sent. Join together, or any time we're in the Word of God, even in our own personal study, and we see a failing or a shortcoming, or, in particular, as we're talking about today, sin in our life, we want to reprove it. The Bible teaches us that salvation is really presented to us in three tenses. You see, there is the past. We were saved from our sins. In the past, those sins we have committed, we were saved in the present. We are saved even if we are a sinful person right now in this present moment. And then we're saved in the future, the things we may do tomorrow. We have a a salvation that covers all the areas of our life past, present, and future. But sometimes we get to wondering well, what about a sin in our life that, well, is persistent? A sin that we don't seem to be able to defeat? A sin that Sort of a controversial passage. Not every theologian sees it in the same sort of way. How do we answer that question of intentional, persistent, consistent sin? Listen in the life of the believer. Let me just say. You Be careful not to drift from the word of God. And then in Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4, we find that the believer can doubt the word of God. See, once you begin to drift from the word of God, what well, happens then you begin to doubt the word of God? That's what Satan ever you. He always wants to kind of push us away from what God says. And then once we get away from what God has said, he then puts the question mark in there. We find that exhortation. That's the strength of that that phrase, that word there. And the exhortation is don't sin. Don't be willful in your sin. Don't have an attitude that leads to disobedience. Now, under the Old Testament, and that's before Christ, that uh, before we have what we call the book of Matthew and what we understand as a New Testament age, in the Old Testament, Or deliberately sin, or willful sin. Exodus chapter twenty-one, numbers fifteen. If you want to read on that. So, in other words, if you were a willful sinner, and you're going to the whole lot in the old testament covenant that was given for you. Presenters, presumptuous sinners who despised Moses. The question is, under the new testament, how does this arrogant, presumptuous, willfulness, rebellion play out? Because our relationship with God is what changed. You see, we're not now connected to God through the law. We're connected to God through the blood of His Son. So if we Let me just say they sort of believe that well once we're saved, it really doesn't matter if we sin or not, because it's all taken care of. And they argue that if you save you Some who come in who are unsaved, apostates. is, they were never truly believers—and yeah, they have this attitude. This is what verse four says in Jude: For certain people have crept in, I noticed, who long ago were uh, designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny. Thank <laughs> you. Sitting and, and what I know I shouldn't do. I think the question I have Wednesday night is kind of a preview of the message. Let me ask you, how do you do the subject of gossip? I don't know about you, but man, if you ever heard it's good, juicy gossip, I mean, you just almost bite your tongue instead of yelling like children. I think mean, we just 26, the writer says, We, for if we sin after we have received the knowledge of the truth. Well, the writer is one, a Christian writer, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He puts himself in the same boat, in the same category as that of those he's writing to. And so I think that he is writing. to you believe a second reason, because of this phrase. There's a parallel passage there. Paul says the knowledge of the truth has come to those who are believers. The writer here in Hebrews is saying the same thing. This knowledge of the truth has come to the life of these individuals. So salvation, listen, always begins in the knowledge of this truth, this new truth, in who Christ is, who we are, and what we need Christ to do for us. Listen, Paul says it. (laughs) Thank <laughs> by the one who's trampled on the foot of the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant baptism, which he speaking to that delivered sinner, was sanctified. that this is a disturbing matter as it relates to persistent sinning in the life of the believer because it excludes the sacrifice. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean there's no more sacrifice for sin? Well, in the Old Testament, there were certain sins that were called presumption of sin or sins that people did on purpose. And listen, there's no covenant. Go to the temple Thank you. out of his neighbor or a soldier, Ruth, 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 and that person shall be cut off from among his people. Moses is saying, it's possible for you to stand in such a way that you can follow fellowship with God and you can I'm not going listen, you can be in church but you aren't even connected to God in any way even though you're surrounded by the people of God and you're surrounded by the love of God and the grace of God. but you gotten so far I'll do it. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin, singular, to the root of sin, and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Listen, what that means is this: it doesn't mean you and I are going to be perfect beings. It doesn't mean that as a Christian we're never going to sin again. But what it means Thank you. In the universe, did he? I mean, he's pretty pretty amazing when you think about creating a sun. I was reading something the other day, I can't remember exactly what it was, but two minutes of sunshine hitting the water is as much power as we've ever generated in all humanity. You 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 think, oh, the Absolutely beyond better to do things unspeakable for them in a way of them. Things that just would just would blow other people away. And I thought, how foolish are you if you really want your life to be better? Listen, you ought to be in church somewhere. I can tell you this. What I know about, it, particularly you, Need a place of connection, a place where people really love each other and like each other, I would hopefully be smart enough to say, I need to be in church. Listen, God says in His words, you don't work, neither should you eat. Friend, if you don't trust God fully, neither shall He bless you. In fact, God may very well chase you. That's the point of this. God says, I history of the Christian church is littered with the debris of the lives of those who have made great shipwrecks of their lives concerning. We end up making a shipwreck of our own life. We damage our own life. The very thing we say we care about, because what we get a hold of this. It is a disturbing matter. It is a damaging matter. And finally, it is a distressing matter. People stand for it. For we know. It's not used on enemies of the world or enemies. against the child of God. It's, it's used about the child of God himself. This time, kind of vengeance is directed towards the child. And then we're told, Gracias. way we struggle to read the Bible, but then we know there's something between us and that world. What we struggle, in be being a Christian and serving? because what we feel hypocritical with you do, it. and it's because of that consistent, persistent
0: We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, come cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to